Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, GM White. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that we could get you on. I um, have seen your covers uh, quite a few places, uh, you know, shared from my friends and things. And um, first time I saw, you know, book one's cover, I was like, oh, and I, even like the old <laughs> one, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then when I saw that you were switching stuff around, I was like, oh, that's even cooler. And I liked your blurb and everything for book one. So it's really nice to see, you know, like book two and then, um, you know, your 0. 0.5, you know, with yeah, the purple yeah. cover, that one's really cool too. So I'm so glad that we could talk and, and get you on today. I'm a huge Swordsman fan myself. So <laughs> really me on, to, yeah, to see what you have to say. So we'll start right there with that first question. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Um, sporadic, I think, is the answer. Because <laughs> um, it's one of those things, you know, I've always loved stories, always been interested in stories uh, as a kid, avid reader, typical, you know, writer. Um, I was a kid walking around the house with my, you know, holding a book with my finger as the bookmark, waiting for a lulling conversation to start reading again. Or, oh, family's watching a TV show I don't care about. Mm, start reading again. Um, and I did all sorts of other types of storytelling. Like I was into acting and uh, I've been in bands like involved with songwriting so on and off all through my life. But I kind of never got into into um, into writing fiction I sort of dabbled in plays and sketches and stuff but I never kind of wrote fiction and then one day I was on commute uh my old job when I used to live in London and uh I just had a an idea for like the first sentence of something uh, the only thing I had to write on was my phone and I grabbed it and I just started writing and I haven't stopped um, <laughs> and, then, and then each of the books that I've written and published each one has come along at like a point of quite big change in my life so it's kind of like oh yeah we, as I was finishing up the first draft of The Swordsman's Lament, we found out we were going to have our our, our firstborn son, our little boy, um, mm. uh, and he was due October 2019. So I set myself a deadline, September 2019, <laughs> to get the book finished, <laughs> uh, which was lucky. I published it earlier than I expected uh, because he was then born exactly a month early. So oh, wow. that was, yeah, that was that was a confusing time. Yeah. Um, and then I then wrote the, the, uh, the novella, uh, The Swordsman's Intent, and that was like my first, I took a break after he was born and then kind of was adjusting to having a little one in the house and kind of trying to find little bits of writing time here and there. Uh, and then the Swordsman's Descent, the sort of second novel, I started writing uh, after I'd become a stay-at-home dad. And so that was, again, a totally different kind of like writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nap times and taking <laughs> to nursery and all this sort of stuff and just kind of trying to eke out bits of time here and there. So they've all been quite different experiences, but uh yeah, managed to get them out there anyway. That's, that's the thing. Like, I give you credit for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely changes, you know, the, the schedule mm. of things. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The other day, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm barely getting anything done. I'm like, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> like, Productivity is definitely not there. Don't have the schedule done. Uh, like that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm aware of how much time I wasted before. <laughs> I'm like, I, was, I could have got so much done before, you know, but uh, yeah. That, that's really how it feels, right? But I feel like yeah. you're like, yeah, like you never really realize that. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that show. I should have been. <laughs> should have working on something. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why now my friend, he's like, you seem like you're always doing something. And I was like, yeah, because now I know how much time I was wasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely the case that's hilarious uh well I, this is always my favorite question to ask people yeah. so we'll go with that second one uh because i always love talking to people about their work so uh what are your royal champion books about and how did you come up with this idea um so i mean on the face of it i'd say they're you know swashbuckling adventure stories 
but with with hearts um and for me that's kind of a an important aspect to it. I, I always describe like fantasy and science fiction as as being a way of viewing life through a different lens so like for me it's like a it's like a it's a safe sandbox to kind of play around in and kind of explore quite quite big themes and ideas and and things like that um and with uh with these books they follow a character called Belasco who's he's an aging an aging swordsman um yeah. the uh the, you know the royal champion he's the reckoned to be one of the best swordsmen in the world but he's just he's when we meet him in the swordsman's lament he's kind of at the peak or just over the peak of his powers and uh, a lifetime of kind of fighting and, and putting his body through it is kind of you know coming back to haunt him he's got a lot of uh, injuries and aches and pains and things like that um, and that's partly inspired that's partly inspired by uh, the fact I have um I've got uh, joint damage in uh, one of my feet. And um, I was thinking one day, I was like, what if instead of being a slightly overweight guy that worked at a farm, I was, you know, if my life relied on my physicality and I didn't have access to kind of modern medicine and kind of take the pain away and things like that. Well, how would that impact you? And I'd been writing a book that was sort of a, um, more of a coming of age, you know, fantasy story. Mm. And uh, I just, I just found myself wanting to write an older protagonist, yeah. wanting to write someone who'd been through the mill a bit more. Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of all of this kind of came together in, in, in my head. I kind of I started to picture the character, I started to have an idea for it. And then one night um, uh, we were house sitting for some friends and I woke up about two or three in the morning and I just I basically dreamed the first scene of the book. As I was lying there half awake, it just came to oh, me. And, awesome. the whole thing. and then again, I grabbed the nearest thing to me, a bedside table, grabbed my phone and like tapped out the first scene of the book. Um, and oh, it's, awesome. as it's published, it's almost exactly as I wrote it that night. Obviously oh, wow. kind of edited and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was, and then uh, I kind of put that in the drawer and was like, I'm going to come back to that. And then I was looking at something to do for NaNoWriMo and kind of was like, I'm going to take that idea and I'm going to expand on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that's how that came about. But yeah, it was um, yeah, it was an interesting one because quite a low magic setting as well, which oh, you know yeah. um, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> as I was writing the book, I was like, oh yeah, that's just what this is. There is some magic in the world, but it's kind of my idea is it's at the edges and in in the cities and the built up areas where people live, it's kind of it's not really a thing anymore. But there are people still in contact with it, and so it, you kind of get hints at it, but it's not like a big a big uh, feature of the book kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. I was wondering about that. I was asking my friend, we, we, we've been debating this recently. Like, you know, mm. if you had science and magic, like, cause I think it's more like Mal's in Book of the Fallen, right? Like they have certain scientific things, um, yeah. you know, the whatever, Marinth ammunitions, you know, like the bombs, grenades and stuff, but, and like yeah. some other things, but like really like they don't have that much unless you're talking about like kitchen chamel or something, but like, we're talking about like humans and we're like, I'm, I, I asked the question, I was like, if you have a, I'm like, if you have a high magic setting, I'm like, would they not? Yeah rely on that more and you probably wouldn't have as much you know i'm a history teacher so i always like yeah. to think about yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they probably don't have a lot of you know x y and z or you know like uh aloe law or you know whatever with you know Brandon yeah, yeah, yeah. like would it just blend together into the society and not be yeah. too much of a thing or you know so yeah that i i always like different grades of magic because to me it always makes me you know it makes me think something different and yeah it's like different flavor of ice cream i guess you know like same yeah. same dessert but different flavor so that's really cool 
And as, as you say, it kind of, you, you, once you start doing the world building and you think, oh, if there is a lot of magic and it's sort of fairly freely available, it is going to completely change yeah. the world and the way it develops and all that sort yeah. of thing. And like I don't I know what, two, you know. Yeah, well, like I have my, my fantasy setting I've worked on for a long time. I don't want, no offense to anybody, I don't want Kindle Bella to have yeah. my rights to it for a year and a half. But so I have yeah. my other world, which is like the same universe. Um, but like that one's like, there's, I would say there's less magic than my original. Yeah. Um, like there's still magic. It's like a D and D setting, but it's not yeah. as readily available. So it was cool to, yeah, like you said, like to think about that in terms of society, you know, and I'm like, Oh, yeah. it's kind of cool to, you know, world build differently, you know, that way I'm not always <laughs> getting burned. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Well, that sounds awesome. I like that you chose an older character too, you know, with some aches and pains. I, always found that really fascinating um with uh the dark knight rises you know where mm. like he's got a, batman's got to fight bane when he's like the most decrepit that he's ever been you know and then he's yeah. got then when he gets broken you know it's even worse because he's older and you know and yeah. more of a veteran and I, I, that, that always stuck as a writer into my mind you know i'm like oh you know how would that you know affect somebody um yeah. you know in terms of yeah being you know in terms of being in that type of situation so i feel like a swordsman in particular you know like I do martial arts, yeah. so I know for a fact that, you know, <laughs> you definitely get slowed down and, you know, there's different things that um, don't quite work as well. Um, so for me, you know, think of that as a fantasy setting. I, I don't know, it seems like a cool writing exercise. To, yeah. You know, and that thing of, you know, when you've been known to be the best or you know that you have been the best and you do start to slow down and, you know, all these different things, there's always going to, somebody's going to come along that's faster you know yeah yeah yeah. and it's seen you know they have to see the levels of skill and training and things come into play but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of he knows eventually somebody better might come along you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's the kind of i mean the the swordsman's lament of the title that he kind of jokes about is um you know the older i get the better i was sort of yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a hindsight thing of like, oh yeah i was just pretty good <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah I, I just like that idea more of kind of someone who's had the the rough edges knocked off them a bit you know they're kind yeah. of, sort of not not ground down but they're kind of just uh they're a bit more worn perhaps. yeah well there's also so much more you can do too you know like past um you know like my friend did something like that and then had like his swordsman like had like a past vendetta like he killed this guy's dad didn't know he had a son the son came after him there's this whole plot you know and like it just there was just more that he could do you know because yeah. of the he had adventured for a longer time, you know, yeah. and had different things go on, you know, and that's why I had like, I have like my Kindle Vela series, I have these two characters and one's like my, you know, like my age, like 30, like mid thirties, the yeah. other one's really young and, you know, they pair up and then they create new enemies, but the <laughs> one has like old enemies they're going to have to deal with and yeah. all sorts of things. And yeah, so I, I think having characters at different ages, I like that people are doing that now. I think the last yeah. 10 years, it's really been a bigger thing. You know, before yeah, yeah, 10 years, definitely. I can't really, I think indie in particular, no offense to anybody, um, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but indie in yeah. particular is where I've seen more of it personally. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Everybody That's else is like, oh, we're going to be 21 or you know, <laughs> just starting off level yeah. one, you know, and it's kind of cool from a D&D &D aspect too, you know, or a mm. gaming aspect where if you, you know, like, I always wonder like how their lives be different, you know, at towards yeah. the end of adventuring. I have one yeah. story I want to write where the adventuring party where all of them except for their youngest is are they're like yeah. you know they're like 50s you know to yeah. 60s and you know yeah like I want to see what happens at the end of their adventuring party yeah, yeah. so yeah I think those <laughs> kind of things are cool to write about that's awesome yeah. well that actually makes me more excited because I didn't know that about your main character so my yeah. writing brain that already excites me <laughs> <laughs> um I was already excited to yeah. read you know, your books but that actually 
it adds a nice little flavor so that's really cool it's, a, it's funny you sort of mentioned the the, the kind of um you know sons coming out of the woodwork to seek vengeance and things like that because one of the things at the start of the second novel is um there's basically this this, this event that happens sort of um it's before it's sort of about you know during the, the war that's like 15 20 years before the first book mm. where Belasco makes his name and basically he holds a pass against an enemy um oh that's cool enemy army because it kind of narrows down to a switchback and it's only like you know single file and he basically holds yeah. this pass on his own all day kills tons of people and then you know a generation later when he's kind of this high profile character people keep turning up to the dates going you killed my father <laughs> it's kind of like it's oh it's the third challenger since the spring oh okay here we go you know kind of, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just these people constantly coming out of the woodwork and this whole there's yeah. a whole nation of people that basically hate him because he kind of ruined their war effort yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of a lot of, a lot of weight to carry i think yeah you know, that's, well, that's really cool that's like a very <laughs> unique uh very unique like character aspect i feel like so that's like really interesting this is also like the reason why I do these interviews because I feel like stuff like that it, like it really makes me think you know like breaking down I feel like you know you write there's so many broad things you can write and then mm, there's yeah. those, those tiny details that for me I think really make or break characters and particularly yeah. make them you know and if you don't have them I'm like okay this is like a I was just talking to somebody about that like we we're talking about like Star Wars with Ray you know and I'm like well yeah. thing that worked for me that didn't work for them you know or vice versa and I'm like well I wish that they had added a couple of these things earlier because some people stopped watching mm. you know yeah yeah, yeah. that you know that's what they felt or whatever and there were some things that i thought hit differently for me where i was like oh that was really interesting or really cool um you know and yeah so i think that yeah like you think it really taught me though you have to be really careful of your audience and there were things i thought they were gonna do with finn that i really liked they didn't do later and i felt he got shafted personally and that's one of the yeah i'm like why like you had him he was so cool like now he's clearly set up to be a stormtrooper turned Jedi that was clearly what was set up yeah like come on I just goes to show you that Hollywood you know (laughs) they missed they missed a big opportunity there (laughs) yeah I agree yeah they could have had one of the coolest Jedi of all time but uh with Ray like I think the two of them taking people on would have made a much better story they could have done different aspects you know of the force or you know or something or they could have been trained I think my friend he said this yesterday and now I can't get out of my mind he's like oh Luke could have trained both of them or yeah. whatever and they could have been different i'm like oh that's really cool and then they could <laughs> thing that they did later i know i don't want to spoil anything yeah. if you haven't seen it but um yeah i was just i don't know we're yeah. like writers were just like oh, missed opportunities you know so yeah you that's can't really switch the writer cool. brain off you know the writer yeah, brain is always ticking away it's really hard to it's really hard to uh and this is another one that i really like to ask people so what or who were some of your influences when it came to uh writing your royal champion yeah. books i know there's certain you know like the Count of Monte Cristo, uh, Count of Monte Cristo yeah. for me was uh, always a really cool book. And then yeah. when um, the movie came out in like mid two thousands, it was awesome, and they had great, you know, great <laughs> actors in it. Um, Henry Cavill played the Count's uh, Monte Cristo's son. I think it was yeah, like Kivizel. Kiv- I forget his first name. Yeah, he was just like made yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, just like things like that, I was always like, oh, I loved fencing after that, so I got really. Yeah really into it for a while so I was just curious that you know like what were some of your influences in terms of these books um I guess like quite an obvious sort of influence in terms of uh in terms of books is Sebastian de Castell's Great Coat series in terms of like swashbuckling fun yeah that sort of thing like has a um they're they're different but they have a similar vibe um and funnily enough I, I did fence um for a while when I was a kid um, oh, awesome. my mum used to fence and I, I kind of was always curious about it and so I fenced for a bit like not not long enough to become seriously good but you know enough to kind of 
understand the, the sort of the, mo- the movements and things like that so yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. i think it, i think it helps when you're coming to write the kind of the oh, sword sure. fighting yeah um annoyingly i didn't know hemmer was a thing um oh, until yeah. i lived in london for 13 years no idea it existed i moved to a small island in the middle of nowhere with no access to it do any of these things and suddenly I find out about it I'm like I'm so pissed off um <laughs> I would have been down there all the time yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and RJ Barker um her love he's a author I absolutely love I love his bone shits books um yeah, yeah. But his his Wounded Kingdom series um features a disabled protagonist yeah, yeah and I remember listening to an interview with him I can't remember what podcast it was on and he was talking about um because he has, I think it's, quite, it's Crohn's disease or something. He had something very severe, which nearly he nearly died. Yeah, from. yeah. And he was talking about kind of using that experience and writing his own disability in a way into the book with a character's got a totally different um, thing, but kind of writing his own truth a bit more. And that's why I kind of started to think about applying kind of my own like joint damage and stuff like that, and kind of yeah. applying that and thinking about writing a character that's a bit true to me in terms of age and experience and things like that. Um, again, if he was, you know, an amazing swordsman and not an overweight bloke that works on a farm. So, <laughs> um, and then I guess, I don't know, it's like, um, I think we're all the sum of all of our influences, aren't we? So, I mean, you mentioned the Count yeah. of Monte Cristo, and that yeah, reminds yeah. me that I loved like the Three Musketeers and D'Artagnan oh, and love, yeah, stuff as a yeah. kid, you know. Um, and then in terms of like authors that I love, uh, you know, I, 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 I sort of got into fantasy in the sort of early 90s um when I was a sort of uh, teenager sort of young teenager in fact no I was like 10 or 11 I'll say so before teenager um and it was people like you know Tad Williams Robin Hall oh, yeah. uh, David Gemmell David Eddings uh Tamara Pierce Terry Pratchett who I love um this might not be immediately obvious in my work but I think there's a bit of humor in there uh Raymond D. Feist you know there's so many people that you kind of read and you absorb and it all feeds in as like an underworld aspect of uh of my books with characters and that kind of part of that was influenced by like jimmy the hand from um the rift war books and stuff like that you know there's kind of yeah, yeah, little yeah. elements that just feed in um that you don't kind of even realize are, are there until you're kind of writing it and you kind of go oh this character's like that oh, and you kind of go off on your storm of inspiration and then yeah and then you kind of surface and go ah yeah i can see the influence you know, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can see it. Other people may not always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's all sorts, all <laughs> sorts of stuff in there. Well, I think influence too is hard. You know, I think a lot of people think that influence is just like, oh, you wrote the same character. And for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. they're like Forgotten Realms influenced me a lot. So like, I I'm a teacher too. So like, you're not gonna see me like my urban fantasy series. It's a little like my I have characters that like swear and stuff. Like a couple yeah. of them are like ex-marines and stuff and a lot of marines i know like swore yeah. so you know <laughs> just, that's just what it is you know and um you know there's i was trying to write you know particular people particular ways and yeah. um you know and just you know there's different things but like you're not gonna find like a bunch of sex scenes in my books because i just that's not what i'm that's not what i enjoy reading if they're yeah, there yeah, like, yeah. Whatever, but like that's not like you know it's not what i'm about so like i yeah. it's not what i'm interested in writing you'll find a lot of battles, you know, I might throw a little bit of romance, you know, and let your imagination or whatever. But like, for me, yeah. like in realms, I was like, I said to my mom, I was like, they were so good, you know, like they might've been, you know, violent or whatever, but they weren't like crass or, you know, and I think yeah. the tone yeah. down, you know, like they were trying a lot, a lot of the books they were trying to get away or whatever, rather than, you know, yeah. genocide or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. they're a little bit up there, but you know, I think that, yeah, like, but like now I, 
I can tell, you know, when I'm writing something or how I write a character, you know, that I might go totally different than something I read, you know, and that could be the yeah, influence. Yeah. Like, you know, I enjoyed the story and the characters, but I would have done it this way, like we were talking about with Star Wars, you know, and yeah. I think that influence is, is different, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're just going to copy something or I'll be a clone yeah. of this person. And right. I think maybe it's just one, like you're saying, like maybe one aspect or character or something like that. Yeah, so. just uh, a turn of phrase or kind of yep. a rhythm to how you write or, you know, um, everyone's got their own voice. And that's the thing, you know, people yeah. kind of go, particularly with, um, I don't know, story theory, like um, the hero's journey. People go, oh, how yeah, many yeah, yeah. ways can you tell the same structure or same yeah, story? Yeah, go, well, totally. everybody's voice is different. Only you can write the story that you want to write. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's nobody's going to write the same story the same way. So <laughs> it's so uh, funny yeah. that you mentioned that. Like, I I'm actually going to do this exercise with a couple of authors this summer. Yeah. We're going to together on one podcast come up with an outline for a short story, and cool. come up with the characters, and then come up with their backgrounds. Yeah. So we have all the same pieces and like a yeah. little bit of the world, but then all go separately. And then like a week later, we're going to come yeah. and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna like talk about how like same same menu right because everybody's always like yeah. oh they're gonna steal this or gonna that. and i'm like even if somebody takes your idea i'm like they're gonna write it unless they like have your notes verbatim and even yeah. then you're gonna write them a different way so i just think it'd be a really cool exercise just to show that you know you everybody should if they want yeah, to yeah. write you know and you might come up with a character that even the same menu you know of choices yeah, yeah. you can come up with a completely different idea and i, I still I have something really... completely different yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. an interesting idea actually it's a really cool exercise i know right yeah so <laughs> I, I, I heard somebody talk about it on a podcast and i tried for years to find yeah. them and i think they did two podcasts they were going to do it and then they were done um so yeah i i that's like on my list this summer so it's gonna be, <laughs> be interesting but and yeah. then we're actually going to post them for people we're going to do like an event. So we're going to post them so that people yeah. can actually read them. Um, and oh. that will take a couple of, hopefully a couple of people will come on who have read them and, you know, talk about differences and stuff. So yeah, yeah we're really going to analyze them. So it's going to be like a, like awesome. a little mini series. Yeah. So I think be <laughs> that'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. I like that idea. Uh, so I'm really interested in your novella. Um, yeah. So what is your novella, the swordsman's intent about, and how does it fit with the rest of the books? So it's, yeah, it's a prequel novella. It's set 15 years before the events in The Swordsman's Lament, and it tells the story of how Belasco becomes the royal champion. Oh, that's uh, cool. He's the first commoner to, to hold the title as well. Oh, um, so he's kind of working against a system and, you know, people that kind of feel they should have it by right because of their social position and things like that. People aren't very keen on this, this kind of commoner, this soldier coming in um, yeah. and sort of upstaging everyone. Um and it sets up it sets up some of the events, introduces some of the characters from the Swordsman's Lament. Yeah. Um, but it also there's characters in uh, the Swordsman's Intent which reoccur in the Swordsman's Descent, oh, cool. which is the, the second book. So because I wrote I wrote the uh, first novel, Swordsman's Lament, and then I wrote Swordsman's Intent. And then I was like, oh, actually, I'm going to bring some of these characters back <laughs> in the next book um, just because I enjoyed them so much. Yeah. Um, and it's. It's, I kind of designed it, uh, I planned it out so you could either read it before um, you read the first book or you can read it afterwards. And either it will set things up for you before you then go and read the book or it fills in the backstory for you. So kind oh, of if you, that's smart. It works whichever way, whichever way around, you know. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's very smart. I tried doing that. Like I, I was, um, Mark Tim and I talked a lot about like his, he's, has his prequel novella for the blood of the spear like starbinder and then he's writing book yeah. two 
And um, him and I talked a lot about that because I, I was like, I'm trying to figure out my urban fantasy character. And I'm like, it's so hard. But I'm like, I had these pre ideas and I had a couple of novellas, short stories I was going to do. Then I was like, oh, I want to do prequel novellas. And I'm like, it's probably not. I was like, it's probably stupid, but I'm going to like do three of them. And like, and I'm going to do like the bigger story in three parts. And then yeah. eventually I'll put them in an anthology. But I'm like, ooh, I'm like, well, I'm just going to try it. You know, you never yeah, know. Yeah. And I just thought like people probably pay a dollar, you know, for the novella, yeah. you know, on Kindle, um, you know, and like three, you get three bucks and there's your anthology. Yeah. Um, but I just thought like it was interesting because I just wanted to see because mm -hmm. him and you both did the same thing, like wrote book one and then, you know, two and then you know, kind of went back to, to do that. Yeah. So for me, it's like going to be like kind of an interesting writing exercise. Yeah. And it's actually helped me flush out the story a little bit. But I like that you mentioned that because people ask me like, well, where does it fit? And how does it fit? And I'm trying to do the same yeah. thing. Like, you don't yeah. have to read any of them before book one. But it also if you did, you know, it, it would give you, extra, yeah. you know, things yeah. Like that. so yeah, no, I liked it. And it, it works well, because you can, you know, you can then run like special offers to the novella, yeah. um if you price i mean mine's priced at the ebooks like 99 cents you know 99 pence um but i also offer it as a reader magnet so if you'll sign up to my newsletter they can get it for free so it kind of works that way as well because you can flag yeah, yeah. that up on kind of the listings on the, the you know uh, on amazon and, and kobo and those places and so you do get kind of get a steady stream of people signing up to a newsletter so they can kind of get the reader magnet which is and i sort of bundle it with other short stories and stuff that you can only get Oh, getting the reader magnet and i've got a couple of those i want to write again like kind of uh fleshing out characters from the book and just and then i have like funny ideas that are just stuff i want to write for myself for fun and they kind of end up just going oh, i'll just give those to my newsletter subscribers <laughs> you know um i want to do one uh, one i've been meaning to write for ages which is kind of like a comedy but it's about like a typical adventuring party um and they go to <laughs> the idea is they kind of go to kind of take out this um necromancer and they turn up and this guy's like look look you know i didn't mean to become a necromancer i just <laughs> you know my my pet goat over here blinky he died and i was desperate to bring him back and i did and then people turn up and they go oh can you resurrect my cousin here is my husband my wife <laughs> i said and then suddenly i've got an army of the undead and it's like, kind of like he's just kind of it's not i didn't mean to you know it's just, anyway i want to write that at some point <laughs> and there and there's the terry pratchett right there <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah that's awesome well yeah. I, I really want to read that so <laughs> I'll I'll that. That that's awesome well that kind of leads us right into book uh sorry number five how many books do you plan to write in this world you've created um i've got at least one more um but I I've always sort of seen it as a sort of an ongoing series so rather than it being like a trilogy or a quartet or something like that that it will be a char character and worlds that I return to sort of you know I have an idea I go back to it I write another book that sort of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going off and doing other stuff as well so um so yeah I've got at least one definitely one more which would be set a few years after the most recent novel um and I've, yeah, I've got a vague idea for it. I haven't kind of fleshed it out yet. I'm sort of working on something else at the moment, and then I'll I'll come back to that. I think and try and plot uh, and draft stuff in tandem to kind of give me a bit of time away. So I'm doing an outline for something else at the moment. Then I'll do an outline for that book. Yeah, I'll yeah. Edit that outline. Edit that one. Draft that one. Draft that. You know, kind of just get myself a bit more space breathing room before I come back to stuff. Yeah, so, I, I so. definitely have to do that. That's why I was like pick up the Kindle because I'm like, oh, I can do this and then I got really into it and I was like oh I have like six different characters or like stories I can write in the same mm. world when I get yeah. bored 
you know, so I was like, oh, and I had the two I really liked. So I was like, oh, I'm, I was like, I'll do this for a little bit. And like, we had a, a guy hit with our furnace. So it was like <laughs> really expensive. So I was like, oh, there's all my editing and art money for the <laughs> just going. Yeah. yeah, like 2023, 2024 gone. So I was like, well, now I have to do these short stories to make something. Uh, and my friend and I were just talking about doing some different things. I was like, well, I want to put some stuff out there, you know, and I was like, now I need a little bit of cushion in between and time to save again. Mm. Um, you know, because self-publishing is very expensive. Um, yeah. And so are babies. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's it, 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 it's interesting. I just like that you how you said that because, like, I, like, loved Kelly McCullough's The Fallen Blade series. I yeah. love that there's, like, seven. Um, now, when I interviewed him a while back, he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing, like, three more or whatever. And I, I love that I could just pick them up. And, you know, they were somewhat, you know, continuous, but at the same yeah. time, you know, and I feel like the Jim Butcher series is a lot like that, at least one through yeah. seven. Um, or one through eight or whatever but yeah it's always cool when you can just like um paul s kemp has the hammer his hammer and the blade yeah. series and i love those they're just very episodic and yeah. i think it comes from again influence like robert e howard conan you know i love just yeah, yeah. being able to pick one up fully immersed and then move on and then be able to yeah. pick up another one and maybe yeah. some characters are from different books and stuff so there's nods or something but not necessarily you know you, you have to you know read yeah. them not that I don't love trilogies and stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah different flavors, stuff like that. But. It was, I think, I think it was because originally I sort of wrote the first book as a bit of an experiment because mm. it's um, it's slightly shorter than it's it's about sixty thousand words, so it's fairly short for a fantasy novel. Um, and I kind of wrote it as a to say oh, I write it as a one off, but there's opportunity to do more books because I want to see oh. if there's a bit of an appetite for it. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Um, and people people really like the book. You know, I've got really good feedback. Um, but they were like, well, you know, wouldn't mind if they were a bit longer. And I was like, okay, so yeah. I'll do that then. So the next book yeah. actually ended up um, being almost twice as long. <laughs> it's like 114,000 oh, wow. words. But um, the first the first book as well was very self-contained. I kind of wanted to write yeah. a story that was set in one location. So it all take place in one city over a matter of days. Yeah. Um, and that's partly because the first uh, sort of fantasy book I tried to write involved a lot of questing and going backwards and forwards and oh hang on so I've got to figure out how right uh, how how far can people travel on horseback how far can they travel on foot right how big are these kingdoms I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so much work to do and I was just like yeah yeah, yeah. oh I got so fed up with that after the fifth draft I was like right now I'm going to do something that's a bit more straightforward for that um and then in the next in the second book second novel they uh they do go kind of off to a different country and there's a bit more travel and things like that so it just takes more time you know kind of it's great because you can do more world building you can kind of flesh stuff out a bit more so yeah, the first yeah. one was a bit of a trial um and then it kind of led left it open that I could come back and do more and I think it's something that kind of episodic thing you don't get as much in fantasy these days um yeah, yeah. you know obviously you get it a lot more in kind of thrillers and uh crime fiction and stuff like that where you can kind of literally just dip in and pick up a book yeah, and like that, yeah. yeah and you don't have to have necessarily read the previous books you know you can just find the one you like in your local bookshop um and so that's my idea is it'd be a bit more episodic, but each one sort of builds on what's gone before without it being like a contained trilogy or something like that. That's yeah, it. I, think that's, I think that's really smart. I like that. All right. This is one of my favorite questions for you because I absolutely yeah. love the covers for your books. So who does your covers and how did you decide on the designs and the colors for them? I, uh, the, for the covers I've got now, I use a company called Get Covers. Um, nice. I was curious about them. Yeah, they're based in uh, Ukraine um so it's quite nice sending a little bit of money that way at the minute yeah, yeah. Um, but they're the sister company of the company called um uh, i don't know how you pronounce it mibble art or mib oh yep 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 yeah 
they're kind of a sister company and i think it's where oh, they're, they're sort of their junior designers get experience and and stuff like that um so i can't even remember like it's ridiculously low priced they're I yeah mean, yeah i think just for a single ebook cover it's like ten dollars something like that um you obviously you can pay for more and things like that so i'd already had a, a and this is the fourth cover design for the Swordsman's Lament. I played oh, around with it a bit. Um, so I went, I made a few missteps. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I got a few things wrong with the cover design to start with, um, which is a very valuable learning experience. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I just kind of I saw them and I saw some stuff they'd done. I thought, oh, this looks really good, I'm gonna give it a try. I already had the uh so the ebook, paperback, hardback, Ingram Spark, as well as Amazon and audio books. So I was like, I needed like quite a lot of work done and it was yeah. only about 70 dollars for everything i think all the different yeah. formats um and what i did was i sort of went to them and i, I had an idea i, I wanted the, the sort of the, the the main character on the cover but in sort of a representative way sort of stylized not in a kind of photoshopped character kind of way yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe using a silhouette something like that yeah yeah um and i sort of gave them information about about the world that it was sort of you know second world fantasy but renaissance sort of level of technology and architecture that kind of thing um and gave them a few ideas and i linked them through to a few covers that i liked that were similar so mm. like the um so like the uk editions of some of brandon sanderson's books have, oh. don't have it don't have like the illustrated covers they have kind yeah, of more yeah. stylized covers um and again the uh great coats books um, oh, yeah, those yeah. things that i kind of i linked to a few of those things and said this is kind of the thing i'm thinking <laughs> of and then i said but you're the designers and you know what works and yeah, yeah. this is my ideas but like just whatever you come back with i'm happy to have a look at uh and the first thing they came back with was pretty much the cover as it is um oh. i think i think i changed one thing like the, the yeah the swordsman on, on in the silhouette had like this weird hat that was like made it look more like mm. civil war era and i was like oh, okay. no, let's get let's get rid of that yeah. um and then the buildings in the sort of feature in the background weren't quite right um and we tried a few different things um and like went backwards and forwards slightly on the positioning of the text and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but really it was pretty much as it is now you know they did an absolutely smashing job on it yeah seriously um, yeah. and as soon as i got that first you know proof through um before we made any changes i immediately then went and commissioned them to do the other two covers yeah, don't blame you. Yeah. i was just like i loved it it was absolutely brilliant um and uh, yeah a lot of people a lot of my friends um or the friends now are using them as well um i think sometimes because they're ukrainian there can be a bit of a language barrier so you've just got to be very careful how your words start be precise in what you're saying um yeah because i think there's been a few miscommunications and things mm. but um that's probably us being British and kind of not very straightforward, so kind of, you know, we're, we're not very direct as, as, as a people. So kind of umming and arming about things and not actually kind of just saying this is what I want. You yeah, know? English is a pretty hard language. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. when I learned South Korean, it was a lot easier than learning English. I was like, it was, I, was like I was like, these rules made sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, English is like what, like three or four different languages, all like standing on each other's shoulders in a, in a trench coat. Yeah. You know, you know, it's kind of... My friend always asks me, he's like, "What yeah. is this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got you. Don't worry." <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to. I've been meaning to check them out for a while, so I'm really yeah. glad to know that your books. I mean, those are some of the best I've seen from there. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. That out. That's really no, awesome. I love I love them. I, I recommend them all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> definitely check them out. <laughs> Uh, so if you had, this is an awesome question, Drew, I feel like if you had to fight yeah. one of your characters, which one 
yeah. would you be most afraid of and why? Yeah, this was a challenging one. I have to admit, this is a challenging one because the easy answer would be Belasco, the main character, because he's like the best swordsman in the world. But he's also, you know, he has been known to show mercy and like, you know, he's not always, doesn't always go for the kill if he doesn't think, mm. you know, the other person should be killed. <laughs> so he yeah. might actually let me off because he'd be like, there's no way you should be in the ring with me. <laughs> um, so the person I'm probably most afraid to face would be a uh, character, the Water King, who's the sort of crime boss. Because he's, oh, he's a nice guy, you know, he just happens to be the crime boss, but he's also totally ruthless. Yeah. Uh, and if you, you know, if, if, you, if he thinks you should be dead, you're going to be dead without having time to question it like <laughs> there's this there's this joke he kind of makes i don't want to spoil it but there's um there's something you know, there's this villain who's kind of at one point captures uh, one of the characters is monologuing and kind of the grandstanding and that kind of gives them a chance to kind of break through their restraints and kind of you know and uh this is related to him when he just goes bloody amateurs <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, split throats first ask questions later you know <laughs> like, um so yeah I, I think he would be yeah, he he. If he wants you dead, you're dead before you know it. <laughs> so I would not. I would not want to mess with him. Yeah, I'm excited to read that character for sure. Uh, so for our last one, do you have any news, updates, promos, or current projects you could share with us? Um, well, I've just started. I've taken. I've taken a bit of a break because um, I've uh, you know had a well. In fact, our, our second uh, son is six months old today. So we've had, oh, uh, congrats. Had that's awesome. One. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, where has that time gone? <laughs> it's a haze of, right? exactly. <laughs> a haze of sleepless nights. And, um, and I call it being dad tired. Yet, so. It's a different type of tired. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've taken a bit of time off for that and I've been trying to get a, my freelance copywriting business up and, up and running. So if anyone oh. wants any copy of content writing, jeffwritescopy.com. That's me. Oh, yeah, make sure you send that to me. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank we'll, you. We'll post it all over for um, you. I have just started working on my next fiction project. So I've plotted, uh, started plotting something. And it's a uh, it's a historical fiction, uh, sorry, historical Arthurian novel. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Called that's the exciting. Last, it's called The Last Days of Lioness, um, which I had the idea from. So I live on the Isles of Scilly, which most people don't know about even in the UK. It's like five inhabited islands and lots of uninhabited islands about 28 miles off the coast of Cornwall okay. so if you go right down to the southwest of, of England and just keep going we're we're off the end there and it's oh, very okay. remote our island is like two miles long we have 130 people living here it's like oh, wow. really tiny and quiet and I did this event um on the, for the local arts festival over on St Mary's which is the biggest island as most people live there um and people kind of asking me, oh, have you ever thought about setting something locally? And I was like, well, no, not really. I write kind of secondary world fantasy. And um, and if you live here, it's difficult to write a book set here in the present day because everyone's going to assume you're writing, <laughs> you're basing characters on them and stuff. And like, and oh, yeah, yeah. tricky to do. Um, and then I was a couple of days later, I was, I was my son had uh, gone into nursery and I couldn't go to my friend's flat that I normally go to to work while he was at nursery. And so I just sort of took myself off for a walk and I was walking around St Mary's and thinking, oh, you know, what can I write about that would just bring together kind of something local with my own interests? And, and I walked past this kind of the remain, well, this, this area with the remains of an old castle, which date back to the early medieval period, okay. um, which has never been dug. It's never been archaeology dug because it's basically in someone's back garden. <laughs> it's kind mm -hmm. of this, okay. this hill fort in the back of somebody's back garden. Um, and I was thinking, well, you know, I guess that's probably on the site of an older fortification, and well, that'll take you back to, hmm, yeah, well, I guess you know, post-Roman, 
dark ages early medieval yes it's about the days of king arthur and oh hang on a minute i've got an idea <laughs> and then i had the idea for this book um so i've just started plotting that um and as i said i'm going to try and plot that one then plot the next Blasco book mm. and then come back and forth um so that that is something to look out for um probably be well i'm going I'm to name for trad publication for the for the arthurian book oh, cool. um just because i think hybrid it's quite be quite nice to be hybrid and yeah, kind of, some stuff yeah. published, some stuff self-published, and have the two kind of support each other. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to be getting back and doing a little bit of fiction. It's fitting in around everything else is tricky at the minute, but you know, I just it's one of those things I can't I can't keep away from it for too long. Yeah. Um, I haven't run a promo in a while, so I would advise everyone just to watch this space because I've probably overdue for me <laughs> to do a discount <laughs> on book one. So I will be doing one soon. Um, and as I said earlier, like you know, if if people um, uh, want to read uh, my novella um, a prequel novella you can get that for free by signing up to my newsletter so that's uh, that as soon as we get done I'm going to yeah. go do it right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you sign up it's gmwhite.co.uk is my website people can sign up there um, and I'll ping them the novella and then a couple of other short stories that I've written as well so yeah that's uh, so yeah you know having published the book in last book in June last year it's been a bit of a hiatus or kind of adjusted to to life as a family of four and I tried yeah. to get business up and running um but yeah I'm back into doing my fiction now and I will be doing a discount at some point soon <laughs> that's awesome well I'm excited to sign up for your newsletter uh and just so to remind our audience you can find uh all of Jeff's description uh, all of his social links um in the description um I already have I think I have your website your Amazon and a few things I already set aside so if there's anything awesome. else you want me to you know push the audience uh feel free to give it to me um that all sounds really awesome uh, but i'm really excited <laughs> about signing for the newsletter um starting the novella i have a couple of reads in between i think i have like three i gotta finish for some yeah. reviews uh, so i'll be doing those shortly um but thank you so much for coming on jeff i've been trying to get you on for a while and <laughs> i actually had you penciled in as someone to you know get a hold of so i was so yeah. glad that you know we could you know set you up for season three um yeah i, I loved your covers i loved the blurb and I was like, this is definitely going to be my type of series. So I'm really oh. excited to, you know, get started here. In a little <laughs> bit. So it'll be awesome. Once I get the, um, you know, once I get the novella read and then book one, I'm going to be doing um, the reviews um, starting for the channel this July. So oh, cool. Time this comes out, they're already be out. So I'll send that awesome. to you before you're going. But <laughs> if there's anything else I can do in the meantime, you know, before this yeah. gets published, um, you know, after like <clears throat> weekend and on the calendar, um, just let yeah. me know. I'd love to help you out with whatever. Um, we got our podcast group on Facebook, yeah. so join that. You can share anything anytime. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we got some stuff that we're doing for you, you know, authors and creators uh, on our new website. So by the, by the time this is out, you guys will be able to see our new website and the, the link <laughs> in the description. Uh, so we're really excited to help people out like Jeff and get their work out there. But Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. your time and I look forward to you know, sign up for a newsletter and hopefully I'll you know talk to you soon in between on social media yeah. or email and Hope you guys have a you know a great rest of the the night there, and hopefully you know we can talk again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, man. I, I really appreciate it. I, you know, I, I love you know I listen to the podcast and you're just oh. I love your enthusiasm for genre just like shines through, man. And uh, right. I'm really 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 happy to to have come on and to be able to talk to you. Oh, awesome! Well, I appreciate it. Well, be on lookout for my emails, not just for this podcast, but some of those seminars and things, and we'll Absolutely. get you back on and situated, and we'll get your work out there as much as we can. So, uh, but awesome. other than that, you guys have a great rest of the night, Jeff, and I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. You too. Nice. Right. See you later. <laughs> Take care.